Hi, I'm Karen. And I'm Diana. And you're listening to Fiction Kitchen, where we're cooking with inspiration for our favorite books, movies, and TV. Today we are talking about My Best Friend's Exorcism and Bloom. Alright, so it's been a little while. We took a little break, but we're back and we've got some like cool topics to talk about. But first, let's do Tasty Time, where we talk about what's going on in fiction food. Yeah. Tasty Time. So something kind of cool concerning like fandom foodies and the fiction food community. Funko, like Funko Pop, um, they also have a blog where they, you know, talk about like pop culture stuff. And um, so they wanted to interview or do a series about the fandom food community called A Feast of the Imagination. And so they wanted to interview about uh, like the fandom foodies Facebook group. And they talked to Pretty Cake Machine about that. And that was part one. And then they interviewed me too and I'm, I'm part two <laughs> that's why I'm kind of like talking weird weirdly right now <laughs> it's because I'm like <laughs> yeah and that's very very cool and um it's kind of neat that like such a, a cool fun company is like shedding some light on fandom food and um yeah it's awesome and so like you, you guys were like part one and two of it seems like a series so it seems like there's going to be more articles coming out so we'll definitely have to keep an eye on that yeah, and Ashley Schwellenbach who, uh, is the person who was doing the interviews. Um, yeah, and she had mentioned uh, in an e- email to me that it was part of a series. And so that's why I'm assuming, you know, that there'll be <laughs> like maybe a part three or so. Um, because, yeah, part one was with Ka- with Katarina and uh, and about the group. Uh, mm-hmm. And then, and then part two was like with an individual, which was me. And then, so I'm assuming <laughs> that maybe the next one will be, you know, about another individual. So like maybe, I don't know. There is, there are many, I don't want to like throw names out. Cause then what if it's not? So I don't know. Right. But, yeah. There's but, yeah. so many awesome people to choose from, but yeah, so we'll, we'll have to see. Yeah. So I'm hoping, and you're mentioned in there too. And, I am. Yes. Yeah. So thanks to both of you for, yeah. Yeah. So a little love in the article. <laughs> yeah. Um, So that, yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, And then speaking of fandom foodies and Katerina, um, she hosted the theme, fandom foodies theme for February, which was uh, Roald Dahl books. I like food inspired by the works of Roald Dahl. So it was hashtag FF Dahlicious. Yeah, and what a fun theme because there's so much... Food and rolled doll books and lots of whimsical choices and like we've had some really cool dishes this month. Yeah, and I I, I still need to add in my from from the episode we did for like Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Yeah, we did a Charlie and the Chocolate Factory episode. <laughs> add in those. I have a witch's um, recipe in mind and hopefully I can get it together to make by the end of the month. Yes. Did <laughs> we'll you see. see the one that Katarina made? The chocolate yeah, her bars? chocolate yeah. bars. Yeah, those that, looked those awesome. Looked <laughs> yeah, very cool. Um. Yeah, and then uh, next month for March, or I guess this month, 
because we're this is the, our March first episode. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, we're recording in February, but this will come out March first. Yeah, yeah. So March, the theme is hashtag Thrones Giving. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Hosted by the gluttonous geek Catherine, mm-hmm. and yeah, we're very excited that Game of Thrones is coming back for the final season in April. So like, this is the perfect um, the final theme countdown. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So we'll do some like really good Game of Thrones inspired food leading up to that. Yeah. Uh, and then continuing to mention uh, Gluttonous Geek. Uh, I'm, I'm trying, I tried to like list all these things as like interconnected. So like, <laughs> so, so the next um, thing to, t- to mention is that uh, Catherine at Gluttonous Geek has started a Munchies and Minis uh, Twitch show yeah so that's e- right. every wednesday <clears throat> yeah she does uh role-playing game or like rpg tabletop rpg uh inspired snacks and foods uh and then she also does uh painting little miniatures like dungeons and dragons or D miniatures so that's kind of a cool idea so i've never watched twitch before do you have to log in like on time while it's streaming or can you like watch after the fact do you know how that works i think you can watch after the fact yeah i'm not like a big twitcher so twitcher uh, (laughs) yeah i've only um clicked on like a couple of times i think while it was live yeah i think i think maybe i have i think you are able to watch it after the fact um as uh, like archived um so like we'll put a link to Catherine's uh, Twitch page, and then let's see. Yeah, like I'm looking at it right now. So yeah, it has a section where it says like recent broadcasts, and you can like click on it. Oh, so, okay, cool. Yeah, so I'm assuming it's it's the full video. Gotcha. So yeah, so that's kind of a cool new thing. And she also um, just started a Patreon, a Patreon. <laughs> um, so that's so we'll have a link. You've become so too. European already. <laughs> yeah. I know it's patron, Patreon, but like, I don't know. I've always liked yeah. how pa- Patreon sounds. <laughs> anyway. Um, and then something uh, coming up. Uh, so it's Read Across America week. Uh, March, like from March 1st, um, because it coincides with Dr. Seuss's birthday on March 2nd. Um, but like throughout, so throughout the month of March is kind of like children's book oriented. Uh, and then also the edible book festival is coming up mm-hmm. on April 1st. Well, April 1st is, is edible book day. Cause it's like the joke, like eat your words and it's April fool's day and stuff. Um, but that's been going on since the, since 2000. Uh, and so sometimes the the read across America, um, kind of mixes in with edible book. Mm-hmm. festival and so keep your eye out, eyes out um like throughout this month and also april so march and april you might there might be events locally like at libraries or schools um for like edible books and stuff contests oh, and fun. stuff like that like my my daughter's school is actually having one coming up and yeah we're gonna do like the pokemon manga and an inspired um oh, crea- creation because <laughs> that's, that's what she's cool been loving to read recently uh and then this is kind of for you um 
there's a book coming up this month, March 26th, called Apocalypse Taco. What? And it's a it's a middle grade graphic novel by Nathan Hale, and it's okay. it's horror. It's like middle grade <gasps> horror, like because yeah, like that's kind of like young horror books are kind of still like there aren't a lot. There there are some yeah. out there, but like there's not a lot because it's like well, how do you really do? Right, horror. you know, like, not still just make, spooky. Like, make a spooky on the yeah. appropriate level. Yeah. Oh, cool. Yeah. So like not not just like tame spooky but like actually with an edge like how do you get that balance so this Mm -hmm. from from what i've read some advanced reviews that this kind of manages that like that edge that horror like a little bit more than just like kooky spooky kind of stuff Ah, well what's the what's the story about so apocalypse taco is (laughs) so and and also it's food so (laughs) it's yeah is um like these kids that go, they're like in the theater program at their school, and then they go th- for like a fast food run um, during late night rehearsals to you know to get food for the theater crew, uh, and they end up going to this taco place because it's nearby and it's open. And but when they go back, things are different. Mm. And so it, it turns out that this is in the summary, so I'm not spoiling. Thing. like the, um, but yeah it turns out that as they went across town they like ha- somehow passed through an alien dimension and so it's kind of like the upside oh. down in oh the i know it's cool. like i was about to say like i think aliens and they make copies of things so like oh. they encounter their own not quite right copies oh this i think that's like the yeah. plot of um the new jordan peele movie that's coming out Us. oh i can't yeah, even the, watch like, the like, trailer i watched the trailer once and i was freaked out so yeah much. i was like this, yeah. this sounds like a cross between stranger things and like us yeah like that <laughs> oh that sounds yeah. really cool actually yeah i'll have, so, to, I'll have to check that out yeah but again it's yeah so it's a graphic novel so it, it, it like has yeah kind of like creepy imagery and yeah so it has that kind of dimension that added dimension to it oh awesome being illustrated yeah so i thought i totally thought of you and your kids <laughs> so, um yeah me and, and then, my creepy kids yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're into that stuff <laughs> yeah exactly nice. um and then and then the last piece of tasty time with having to do with you this that was the pocket of taco was segue into mentioning you yeah, um, the other nightmare on Film food. Street. Yeah, yeah. Your, your recipe. So, what what are some of the ones you recently yes. did? Yeah, so since I guess I can go back a couple months since we skipped a couple months, but the one I just did for um, February, I did some um, baby food cupcakes for Happy Death Day to you, <laughs> which which was pretty fun because like the um, yeah it's like if you're familiar with the Happy Death Day movies, like the slashers, like the baby face killer, because that's the school's mascot. <laughs> so mm-hmm. that seemed like something fun to do. And let's see, for for um, January, it was Edgar Allan Poe's birthday month. Mm-hmm. Um, and, um, you know, the actor Vincent Price was in like a ton of um, Poe adaptations and also had a cookbook. So I did um, cool. one of his recipes, um, but it was like a New England clam chowder to link it back to Poe. So it was, came full circle. Perfect. That's <laughs> yeah, so, cool. so there, those were some recent creepy recipes over on Nightmare on Film Street. Yeah, and we'll put those links on the website. That looks really cool. Ah. Okay, and now and so now after all of that, 
that, that was a big, a big wow it's been like kind of a time. tasty month i know that was yeah. like longer than our usual <laughs> segment awesome um but now we'll get into the main part yeah. of the episode with and there you're we gonna go. talk about how your friend how your friend got exercised Tell yeah us about that experience <laughs> <laughs> Well, you did a nice segue into the segue into like the whole horror food because this is a <laughs> horror book Good. doing my best friend's exorcism, which is a, a 2016 book written by Grady Hendrix. And excitingly, um, I think they announced at the end of last year that it, they are going to make a movie. And I think the person attached to that is Christopher Landon, who you may know from the Paranormal Activity movies and also the Happy Death Day movies, which I just mentioned. So like oh. it's in going to be in good hands and having read this like it's oh all the pieces are there for it to make an awesome movie so like i loved the book and like i can't wait to see what they come up with as far as the film so i'll have to put a picture of this book in the show notes because it is the most 80s cover i've ever seen in my life (laughs) it looks like a vhs uh tape um it's got like pictures of the girls and everything and the quote on the front of it is perfect so i'm going to read that because it pretty much summarizes it um it's a quote from book page and it says if the exorcist had been authored by tina fey instead of william peter blatty (laughs) it may have been born um an uncanny resemblance to what grady hendrix has accomplished with my best friend's exorcism and that's completely right it's like i i love horror but so often i want like i don't know more girls, you know, like more women in horror. And this is perfect because it follows um, two girls, Abby and Gretchen, who are best friends, as the title suggests. Um, they met at um, Abby's birthday party her, when she was eight years old and were like best, best friends and um, grew up through school together. And it kind of follows them over the years. And then when they're 16 and in high school, um, Gretchen becomes possessed. So, and... All kinds of crazy things happen, which I'll get more into because I don't want to be too spoilery because, like, it's a really, really cool book. Um, there will be a couple spoilers as there are some pretty key food scenes that are, like, plot points. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'll try not get to give away too much, but there is something I want to get in detail about because one of the most horrific things that happens in the book involves food. <laughs> so, mm-hmm. but, yeah, um, let's see. It's super fun. Very eighties. All the um, all the chapters are the names of um, like eighty songs. Like uh-huh, I'm trying to. Cool. I'm, I'm flipping. She blinded me with science. <laughs> Let's see. Um, Union of the Snake. I'm like flipping through and looking at things. Like a prayer. Yeah. So all the all the chapters are like eighty songs. Um, yeah. So I guess. Yeah, that's a pretty good synopsis. Like yeah, without getting too detailed. Um, one thing I do want to mention is um, two things I really loved about it. One, I think even though it's written by a man, like the the way it shows female friendships, I feel like is spot on. Like the first part of the book before anything like horrific had happened, um, I felt like I was reading a Judy Bloom book. So like both because it took place in the 80s and because it was like from one of my, fa- you know, like similar to one of my favorite childhood authors, it felt like very nostalgic to me. Mm-hmm. And so it was kind of like a cool juxtaposition to the stuff that happens later. Um, and the second thing I loved is, I know I've talked about it on here before, but like, I love a good transformation story and like Gretchen's like possession is so cool. Like how it's portrayed because it, it starts off kind of like 
just like little weird things happening. And then she's just kind of like falling apart. Like she hasn't changed her clothes in days. She's got like crust all over her face. Mm. Cause like she's dirty and she's just like biting her fingers down to the quick. And like, <sighs> she's just like falling apart and Abby's trying to help her and doesn't know what to do. And then all of a sudden, like one day she shows up at school and she's just like, glowing you know and it's just like she's confident in the way she's talking to people but it's not like she's recovered she she's still like a she's like a mean girl now you know so and she's just like treating abby really badly um and so abby knows something's going on you know but like just the way the way it describes it is really cool and i really enjoyed it so there's a couple food things i want to touch on and so back at the very beginning when they met, um, it was at Abby's birthday party and it was E.T. themed, <laughs> which I thought was adorable. It was like of the time and I was super into E.T. too e. when I was a kid. E.T. is so creepy. I, know, it, I think oh, we've man. talked about that before, but yeah. It's very scary. I <laughs> so think he when fits I, into a horror novel fine. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, yeah, I guess you could think of it as like a sweet family movie, but like, <laughs> man, like some really creepy stuff happens. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it talks about like um, her E.T. birthday party. And so it's like decked out to, you know, the nines with all E.T. kind of stuff. And it's got, um, she has Reese's Pieces next to every plate. There's a peanut butter and chocolate ice cream cake with E.T.'s face on top. <laughs> um, yeah, so, it, um, and it's like a really, like, kind of sad thing because, like, her, another girl at school who's, like, has more money and is more popular than her, um, like plans a party on the same day. <laughs> so like no one comes to her birthday. So, um, like she's got, she, she's like so prepared and so excited and like no one shows up except for Gretchen and it's at a roller rink and they have like a really nice scene, like skating together. And so it was the beginning of a beautiful friendship. Mm-hmm. Oh, one thing I did forget to mention is it takes place in Charleston, South Carolina. Oh, cool. It's very of a place, which was, um, that's where I went to college. So I'm super familiar with the area. And so like every time they're like, oh, we went to this beach or we went over this bridge. I'm like, oh, I know exactly where they're talking about. Like, or they described the houses downtown. And I'm like, that's spot on. Cause it's Uh like, there's like a hilarious description of the houses downtown because like they're, they're very old. And because it's like a historic city, they have very stringent guidelines about like how you can repair the houses and what you can do and what colors you can paint them and et cetera, et cetera. So it talks about like the only people that own houses are like old money, rich people. (laughs) So like, but they live in these houses that are basically like crumbling. So Mm -hmm. they said it's like a certain type of person that can like, is so like proud and haughty that they would live in their house and like there's literally like ceiling being shaken down on top of their dinner party or it's they'll like step the, over they'll step over a hole in the stairs and just ignore it's there like yeah, their houses are falling like apart the but captain going down with their ship kind of thing exactly <laughs> that nobility that stubborn nobility or whatever yeah <laughs> And one of their friends is named um, Margaret Middleton. And so, like, she's, she's the one that, like, um, her family is very rich and well-to-do. And, like, Middleton is, like, an old Charleston name because there's, like, Middleton Plantation down there. And, um, yeah, it's, like, so it's, it's nice that, like, it's very, like, of this place and of, of this history. And, like, I don't know that if you didn't know the place, you would know, like, how detailed it is. So I just wanted to vouch for it. Like, it's very Charleston and very well done cool. in that aspect. Yeah. Let's see. The next food scene of note is so gross that I was literally mm-hmm. gagging when I was oh, reading no. it. <laughs> and it has nothing to do with the supernatural. It was because I have very specific memories of doing this. 
So they, you know, they, a couple years have passed and they're like early teens now. And they're, they're, um, one of their friends has thrown her retainer away in the, in the cafeteria. Did you ever do this? Did you ever have to wear a retainer when you were a kid? And did you ever throw it away? No, but I have heard, like, I've been privy to that sort of thing. Oh, my God. This has happened to me. I've had to go through school lunch garbage bags to find my retainer. So this scene is horrific. Like, they're outside behind the school, and, like, there's, like, steaming piles of garbage that they're going through. And it's so disgusting. But there's something really nice. Abby is thinking, like, she's, like, really bummed about having to go through these garbage bags. But then all of a sudden, something clicks within her. And so she comes from, like, kind of a you know, a, a family, like a working class family, you know, and her house is like small and dark and, you know, um, Gretchen's much more well to do. So she kind of feels, um, you know, uh, lesser than sometimes, but all of a sudden something clicks in her and she's like, yeah, we have to do this awful thing, but life doesn't, she says, life doesn't have to be a series of joyless tasks. You can like throw yourself into it and have fun. And so she like really makes a, like a game out of going through it. And so like <laughs> they said, by the end of it, they're like, they're like just having a blast. They found the retainer. They're covered in like globs of steamy cheese and they're like throwing lettuce at the wall and just having a great time. And so like, that was like just a really cool scene, even though I, I literally like dry heaped reading it. Cause I was like, Oh, that's disgusting. <laughs> the memories, yeah. But it was like it was a cool scene because it wasn't just like oh they had to do this gross thing. It's like like a really nice character moment, you know. Because then that really shows you yeah. the type of person that Abby is. Like when when stuff gets hard, she's very determined, you know. She's making that lemonade. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So another thing that just comes up frequently is like um, again because she's from a working class family, she gets a job pretty early and she works at TCBY. Which feels like a very, like, teenager 80s thing to do. So it mentions that several times about her going to work. Um, the last, like, so this part is a little bit spoilery because, like, all that other stuff was, like, kind of childhood type things before it really gets into the um, possession and whatnot. So, yeah, I'll just give a, a warning to any any listeners that, like, really want to read this because you should. It's great. Um, but... So once Gretchen has, like, kind of gotten over her, like, just, or she comes back as this, like, glowing demon of a person, you know, um, she starts, like, manipulating her friends and, you know, she trying to do stuff to Abby, like, and, and her other friends, Glee and Margaret. So she does, like, little, um, she has, like, a little manipulative, manipulative plan for each of them and what she does to Margaret. So Margaret struggles with her weight and there's a lot of talk in there like the girls are always drinking diet coke and eating nothing and so that i mean that feels very real to like teenagers and like eating disorders and whatnot um so she comes and she's like i have these german milkshakes that my mother uses to lose weight etc etc and this feels very mean girls because this happens in mean girls too um and so margaret of course is very interested so she starts drinking these milkshakes and she keeps a food journal and um she writes down like 15 celery sticks, 12 carrot sticks, um, 25 grapes, two milkshakes. And like, as, her, as the days go on, like they have her little jur- journal snippets in here and she is eating less and less actual food. Not like she was eating that much to begin with because it was like all celery and carrots. Um, but like she's, she's drinking like five milkshakes a day and not eating anything else. Turns out these milkshakes 
are like full of tapeworms and you're supposed to have like oh. one one like period or it, like you so she another like transformation like she loses all this weight and it says she's a molten core of hotness so like she gets like really like svelte and stuff but then she gets like just gaunt and bony and like ravaged and just she's home in bed and can't get up and everything and it's just terrifying when it goes into what happens with these tapeworms it's really gross (laughs) i remember when i was in elementary school like for i guess it was science class or something like somehow tapeworms were being talked about and Uh and it was you know i guess it was in relation to like the intestines like how long are your intestines and like so we i remember we went out into the hall and like it was like the full length of the i don't know it was like incredibly long like a tapeworm like what yeah like one tapeworm could be i don't know like super super long and it's like how would that even fit in you but it's because it's all but i can't imagine many like yeah how many would it like if she had like so many milkshakes a day. Like, yeah, because like that's the thing. I think how it, many it talks tape rooms would they eat? It talks each about other? the like how the does milkshakes. It work? I don't know. It's so weird how it describes it. Like oh, it, the so milkshakes scary. are full of eggs, so you don't notice that you're drinking. Oh. But then it just talks about like how skinny her body is, and then her stomach's this like ball, you know. And but just, does it start moving? Does, can you like see? Like I'm imagining this if it's a show. Like if it's all there a movie. are graphic descriptions of these worms. I will just tell you that because they do end up coming out. So oh. it's real gross. So. Like it just makes me reminds me of like pet issues. But then also like in Japan, I remember you know like in the past reading articles about like that's or maybe it's in general Asia, but like with the beauty trends or whatever that at one point that was oh that was like a thing people were doing but well, like I just, yeah i wonder if anyone ever did go they're like no i think i, I had heard about it faster and had more than one like had a lot oh i'm sure it happened like all in the real time. life like, i wonder yeah this what, feels like a, like a victorian beauty thing too that people used to do but also i think yeah. like i've heard about like horse jockeys maybe I feel like oh, I either saw a movie or read a book about me. that because um, they they would yeah they would want to maintain like a really low weight for the race and then like afterwards they you know take medicine to get rid of it or whatever so yeah just Ugh. man just horrible things you'll do to your body for I don't know Ugh. but anyway. it's true the whole body horror thing and food is very connected to that too it it's is like and and I mean you've talked about that before like with raw i think you know that yeah with kind of, raw that was a good one so for like food and body horror yeah yeah but that's really um what's the word that's very uh it works i can't think of what yeah <laughs> it's like it's wow it's very okay. visceral yeah <laughs> yeah it's, yeah it's, it's just definitely it's very and it's like something gross. everybody can everybody can like be affected by in some, and maybe in some small way because we all eat and we all have bodies so mm-hmm. yeah exactly wow. you can't like not eat <laughs> okay so that was one that was a little bit spoilery but yes yeah, so that was a little bit, bit spoilery like, uh, um are there others that are i don't know if spoilery. i know but. i mean there's there's little <laughs> mentions here and there like i said the girls are always drinking diet coke and in fact it's a spoilerly pop plot point with Diet Coke, but I don't need to get into it because it's just it's Diet Coke. 
or something happens with that. Um, (laughs) yeah. (laughs) So that, yeah, that's about it. Like I said, there's like little mentions here and there, you know, like what the girls bring for their lunch or whatever, but those are like the more interesting food related, um, things. So, um, I'll talk about what I'm planning on making for this. I haven't made it yet because I have an ice cream maker, which I've never used. And so I'm a little bit intimidated, Ah, mm -hmm. (laughs) but my plan is to make, um, frozen yogurt, um, and, you know, to allude to, um, Abby's TCBY job. Um, but with like a ribbon of, um, chocolate peanut butter running through. Oh, when you said a ribbon, I was like, Oh, not a tapeworm. Yeah. No, 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 no. I'm not touching the tapeworms. That's too gross. You know, you know how I feel about food. I was like, even for like, I I love horror, but when I make stuff, I want it to be appetizing. But yeah, as soon as you said ribbon, I was like, okay, let me rephrase that. Okay. Okay, Actually, I don't know. Actually, maybe that ties in better. I was like a ribbon alluding to tapeworms. Um, yeah, but no, it's gonna be <laughs> it's gonna be chocolate peanut butter to allude to ET and have oh, yeah. like um, I'm gonna sprinkle some some Reese's pieces over it because like yeah I love I love yes. ET and like as you know like yeah there's that like, whole history or that whole um, like behind the scenes history about the the Reese's I can't remember it now did we talk about oh, that? Okay. have we talked about that before it was I like it was originally like gonna be something I can't else remember the details so I don't know but there was like copyright infringe or like infringement on like they didn't have permission so they changed it to Reese's or whatever oh like, like maybe it was M&M's or something <laughs> yeah <laughs> originally or so. oh, okay yeah. well it's become iconic so yeah on you whoever Reese's yeah. pieces are better anyway. They're the best. I love Reese's pieces. Yeah, chocolate anything chocolate peanut butter, I'm I'm down. So yeah. I'm like, that's what I want to make for this. <laughs> that's cool. That's yeah. That's a cool idea. So that's my best friend's exorcism. And yeah, I'm like anxiously awaiting this movie because I love the book so much. So Yeah. So I I um I noticed that Grady Hendrix is also the his debut was Horror Store. Yes, so and I don't know much about that. Show? So yeah, he, he he is a horror writer, I guess. He has a novel. Oh yeah. yeah, and like when I looked him up before too, apparently he has a cookbook called Dirt Candy. Oh that yeah, he wrote yeah. with his wife um, Amanda Cohen, and so it's like kind of half cookbook, half memoir. And I don't know, know much about that, but like I definitely would like to check it out because yeah, it sounds interesting. Yeah. And it's a it's a vegetarian restaurant too. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm looking that up. Oh, and, and his wife yeah. his wife is the owner of the restaurant. Yeah, so that's cool. Oh, interesting. So they have oh. portobello mousse and popcorn pudding. Okay, so this seems like an what? interesting... Yeah. <laughs> I see. Cool. So it seems, it seems like it's like savory... Things that would normally be sweet made with savory ingredients. Oh, that's cool. I think I'd be into that. Uh-huh. I definitely have more yeah. of a savory tooth than a salt tooth than a sweet tooth. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, all right. Would you like to get into your topic? Yeah. So I I don't know how to make a segue. I know, like something <laughs> less horrific. No tapeworms involved, at least as far as I know. <laughs> so. uh, I'm gonna be like the idea of tapeworms is gonna like come into my mind randomly. I'm gonna haunt your like, dreams over the with- past you know, <laughs> the next few days. Yeah, it'll probably be in my ribbons of no. Anyway. Oh my goodness. <laughs> I'm never going to describe anything as a ribbon again. Oh my god! <laughs> and and then I also think about the the Christmas candy, the ribbon hard candy. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Now it'll be ruined for everyone. Oh dear. <laughs> <laughs> um. 
So I'm talking about something that's really sweet, <laughs> like a slice of life. <laughs> like a little sweet romance. Well, we need a refresher <laughs> after that. <laughs> so. so I'm talking about Bloom, which is a graphic novel that I just recently published. February 12th through 1st 2nd. And 1st 2nd's a really great um, publisher. They have some really great um, graphic novels. And it's by written by Kevin Panetta and with art by Savannah Ganeshow. And Kevin Panetta is kind of cool. He um, wrote on Zodiac Star Force, uh, that uh, graphic novel series, with Savannah Ganeshow's sister, Paulina. Uh, I think I, I mentioned Pauline again a show on uh, our Sailor Moon episode because she's done some some cool Sailor Moon artwork. Um, anyway, so that's kind of a cool connection. But Kevin Panetta and then Savannah again a show. She's she's a really great artist. Um, and she has an online webcomic right now called George and Johnny uh, that I'll put a link to. It's on Tapas, um, the website and app. Uh, and... So this is, like I said, it's a slice of life, boys romance with baking and music. Oh, awesome. <laughs> that sounds like it's right up your alley. <laughs> yeah, it's and it's set in uh, like Baltimore area, D.C., Baltimore, Maryland area. Uh, yeah, and it's just, I'm still trying to come down off of the horror st- stuff, so that's why I'm like, uh... <laughs> But it's a really beautiful book. Um, it's it's a very thick graphic novel, so I, I love it when graphic novels are really big because it's like it's not going to end too quickly. <laughs> um, yeah, it's like three hundred some pages. Beautiful art that is like tones of blue, but not but it's like the it's like tealy colors, shades of teal, and. So it's really pretty. And so it has to do with uh, this Greek boy named Ari, for sure, Aristotle. Uh, and he, well, he's Greek, Greek-American, I guess. Um, his parents is from a Greek family, and they own a bakery. And so that's the family business. And Ari has, like, recently graduated high school, and he's like, eh, I don't know what to do with my life. I just want to be in a band with my buddies. And, like, we're going to – I'm going to move out because I don't want to stick around and do this boring family bakery thing. And so he's kind of, like, whiny and angsty and, like, takes a lot for granted because uh, he has a really great fam- – like, his mom and dad are just – they're really cool. His older sister – the book starts out his older sister uh, – is just getting married, so it's at her wedding, and, um, but Ari is, he totally just wants to get out of town, have his own life, and so, but he needs to find a replacement for him at the bakery, so that's, that's like the, the beginning of the book is that he puts in, he puts out like an ad flyers and then like random people that definitely aren't a good fit <laughs> show up for interviews uh, but then there's this one guy named Hector who shows up for an interview and he's perfect uh, and it and we learn that Hector is in town uh, I think he's had like one maybe one semester or one year at a culinary college 
kind of kind of nearby. Um, but he comes into town because his grandmother recently passed away, and so he is like going through her stuff and like um, like cleaning out the house and getting it ready to to have an open house to sell it. Um, but he kind of wants to take a, a break also, you know, with, with that going on, maybe take a break for a semester or so um, to prepare the house. And so he's in town and he's like, well, I should get a job. So that's why he ends up at the bakery interview. Um, but he is, his grandmother was Samoan. So he, I don't, it doesn't mention his parents. So I don't know like what percentage Samoan he is. Um, so that's kind of cool. So we've got Greek and Samoan. Um, yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, and so that and that kind of comes into play with the the recipes or the the foods throughout that you see throughout the book. Um, and what's really cool, so uh, I'll I'll put a link to a couple of interviews with uh, Kevin and Savannah. Um, but so Kevin is. He loves to bake, and so that's why that that made it. That's like one of the big deals of, of the book. Um, and then Savannah loves music, and so that's also why that was in there. Um, but baking wise, like Kevin baked everything that's in he like in the interview. It says that he baked everything that was in the book, and he wanted to like put all the recipes in the, <laughs> in the book, mm-hmm. but that but that like wasn't really feasible because it would have been like a really a lot of stuff. Um, but in the back of the book, it does have a recipe for sourdough rolls, which is like the, the specialty of the bakery in the book. So that's pretty cool. Um, and another really cool thing. So, so the book, the title is called bloom. And of course the first thought it's like, Oh, like a flower, like blooming young love, and you know, so it's yeah. flower, flower bloom. But actually, I mean, the book is about baking. <laughs> so in my mind, I was like, oh, like after the flower bloom idea, I like thought it's yeast blooms. You bloom your yeast. You also bloom gelatin. But we're talking about baking, so like because <laughs> that's what it's called when you know you put your yeast in a little bowl with um, some warm between warm and hot, I don't forget the temperature, but yeah, when you put it in with the warm water and then sprinkle in a little bit of sugar sometimes to like feed the yeast what it likes. But that's, that's that process is when the, the yeast comes alive, the wee yeasty beasties. And it's when the, it bubbles up. That's when, that's yeast is blooming. Um, but the real reason why they named it bloom, uh, in the interview, Kevin said, that he was just looking through a baking book and he came across the the term bloom and it's in reference to when bread rises and and when it bakes so it's that lift yeah the bloom is like the lift and and again it's from the air the the oxygen uh, and the aeration of the the yeast that starts with that initial bloom before the yeast even makes it into the um into the with the rest of the ingredients so so it's kind of cool. So it's talking about yeast and bread rise, that kind of bloom. But also the idea of flowers blooming is can also work. <laughs> so I thought that was kind of cool. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, so some of the some of the foods in this 
um, I wanted to make like a whole list of all the foods, but I, but I didn't get to it in time. Um, but so I'll just like, um, say some of the things. So sourdough rolls, of course, um, pane popo, which is, which is, um, Samoan and also Tongan, like it's, um, Pacific Islander, uh, it's like it's something I've made in the past actually. So I was like, oh, Pani Popo. Like they show it, they only show it in as a, as a cookbook entry in, um, Hector's grandmother's cookbook. So, it, so they don't actually make it in the book, but it's shown, the recipe is like shown on a, anyway, like <laughs> that it exists in the family cookbook for Hector. Uh, so I'm hope. I'm hoping if they ever do another one, another like Bloom Two, which which they are thinking about, like it's it's a possibility. It's not a for sure thing, but they uh, Savannah and Kevin have both said, yeah, we you know if people want it, like we could. Do. <laughs> so <laughs> that'd be kind of cool if like in the next book they might yeah, have it's a possibility more like Samoan uh, or f- more fusion food, which would be kind of cool. Um, so there's Pani Popo, as mentioned, and Fa'a Papa, carrot cake, baguettes, blueberry muffins. Um, yeah, and then just, just a lot more. And the, the artwork is just so nice. And they have full page spreads of like baking montages. So, and, and the, and that they do have like flowers in the background and stuff, but it's like these really pretty. Yeah, I don't know how what else to say it than like a montage. So it's like if it was a show or a movie, it would totally be like a montage scene with music, <laughs> which uh, they do include like a playlist in the back of the book. I mentioned that it is a romance and it's like a, a boys, a boys love romance. So it's like mm-hmm. um, coming of age and that that kind of feeling to the book and um, you know Ari. Like there's a big thing that happens. Um, that kind of helps Ari realize, man, I'm being a little, I'm being a little baby. (laughs) Let me like, so he kind of matures. Um, and then, yeah, there's some kissing. Well, there's some kissing at an inopportune time, but then there's some kissing that was at a good time later. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So it's a really sweet book, and yeah, the the relationships with the characters are like there are some characters that kind of seem like jerks, but then, but then it's like maybe they actually are being just really blunt, and like that's what the main character needed to hear. But and and then the relationship with the parents, like Ari's parents, is so like it's so good, and Hector at one point is just like watching his Ari's parents work together to like make some baklava, I think. And they're like this perfect in sync team. And, and he's just like, wow, your parents are so awesome. And Ari's like, yeah, I guess they are. Like, <laughs> so it's really sweet. There's not a lot of like action or suspense or anything, but it's a very like, it's one of those like comforting, like reads um, so it's just really nice. And I think that's what I, I mean, I could keep going, but like gushing about, it. I don't want to give any spoilers, but the recipe that I made is one that is directly mentioned in the book. And 
Um, it's a recipe that Hector makes, and he says he learned it from Ari's mom. And so it's a cake called Ravani. And so it's a, it's like a Mediterranean syrup cake, which are very, like syrup cakes are kind of, are pretty popular uh, in the Middle East and Mediterranean. Uh, so kind of like, I, I mean, my experience previously would be like a poke cake in America. Yeah. <laughs> Have you ever made like the gel- <laughs> jello cake or like the, like, um, I don't know if it's tre- tres leches kind of like that maybe, or mm-hmm. um, like coconut milk cake or something. Uh, so this is like a cake, um, but you make a simple syrup and like, so it's absorbed into the cake. Um, <clears throat> and this one uses semolina flour, which I, I haven't used that before. Um, but it's like a, a pasta flour basically. Yeah. So it has like a high gluten content. Um, unfortunately I couldn't, I didn't like my local store didn't have it. <laughs> they didn't have semolina flour. And so I was like, well, what can I use as a substitute? And apparently bread flour has a same, has a similar gluten content. Oh, okay. So it's like good for the, yeah. Yeah. But, but it's still, you know, not the same. So, you know, my, someday I want to like find semolina flour, <laughs> find semolina, find f- some fine semolina powder or flour and um like make it right so but in the recipe i'll share like i'll put semolina flour but just know that in the photographs the cake that i made (laughs) so like i so i don't but i don't have anything to compare it to so it's like (laughs) i'm gonna set pictures online um but yeah this uh i made with uh clementine zest and juice clementine juice in the syrup uh so that that will give it a nice flavor. And so the reason why Hector made this, he says, uh, so his friend, he makes it for uh, his friend. Uh, and she's like, ooh, what's this? And he says, it's called Ravani. I learned how to make it from Ari's mom. And it's coconut cake soaked in syrup. It's the most Samoa-y Greek food I've ever tasted. <laughs> <laughs> so, so it's kind of like, I mean, it's not a, a, a real fusion food, but it, the, but the idea of like coconut, um, and then, you know, mixed with like it being a, a syrup cake, uh, Middle Eastern cake is, yeah, it's like Greek, uh, Samoan, you know, ideas, ingredients <laughs> mixed together. <laughs> And I kind of wonder, like, what if we used coconut flour, a little bit of coconut flour? Oh, that's a good or, idea. Yeah, so to even make it a little bit more. Anyway, so, um, so yeah. So I try to make it like the pictures in the book, and, or played it that way. And, yeah, I thought it was good. It's good with tea, because uh, it is very sweet. Uh, so that's that about Bloom, like... I hope someday there'll be a bloom too. It's really sweet. I super recommend it. Um, like if you like slice of life, if you like coming of age, if you like uh, about you know just kind of like calm books, um, stories about bakeries, um, or you know if you like just kind yeah, and the of artwork's like, lovely. I I just yeah, yeah. I, I just googled it and looked at some of the images, and you're right, the color palette's beautiful, and it just looks really like nice and relaxing, like you said. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you you know if you like LGBT 
uh, representation in books. Uh, if you're looking for those stories, this is really sweet. Or if you yeah, just like sweet awesome. romance, yeah. Um, and so on. On that note, just a couple of other recommendations, just for you know people who might like something similar. Uh, like if you've read Bloom, or if you're going to read Bloom and you want something else, um, Heartstopper is one that I just read last night by Alice Oseman, and that's a um, like boy meets boy uh, sweet romance, um, and that's. It's not out in the U.S. yet. It's actually um, U.K. right now, but you can get it on Book Depository. So that's really sweet. Um, and one by uh, Kesey Young called Taproot, which is uh, boys love, but it's about uh, but it, again the same kind of relaxed uh, feeling, like a uh, calm kind of feeling story. Uh, but it's about a, a florist and a ghost. Ooh. So that's yeah, really beautiful. Really <laughs> Check. Check Please, which has been getting a lot of uh, um, attention in the media. Uh, oh, I mean, when it when it came out um, initially and still uh, by Ngozi Ukazu. Uh, and this is uh, book one is out right now, but so it'll be a series. Um, but this is about a baker. Well, I mean, a, a college guy who likes to bake pies, like he totally is crazy about baking pies, like he bakes them all the time. Um, but he goes to college to play ice hockey. And so it's, you know, so he's on this team. He's kind of like a country boy and loves to bake pies. So it's like him, you know, getting used to everything. Uh, and, and then, of course, there's a ton of manga with boys love and stuff. But um, so I'm not going to like get into that because it's a whole other thing. But, um, but I do want to mention one called Go For It Nakamura by Siondae. And it's just so sweet. It's in that same, the same feeling of these other books that's like, school it's like coming of age kind of thing and it's just like slice of life but just really sweet and humorous and anyway so those are my recommendations for you know if you like to bloom you might like <laughs> you may books. also like <laughs> yeah <laughs> so Excellent. yeah that's that well that sounds lovely so yeah th- those are two very um different recommendations from both of us if you want spooky girls friendship Spooky, well, I would say terrifying girls' friendship. Then I thought you said spooky girls' friendship. <laughs> no, girls' friendship. And if you would like nice, relaxing boys' love baking, you've got Bloom. So, yeah, just whatever yeah. mood you're in. There's two great recommendations. <laughs> yeah. You can find recipes as well as links to anything we talked about at our website, fictionkitchenpodcast.com. Yeah, and you can find us on Twitter at FKPod and Instagram at fictionkitchenpodcast. Thanks so much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Bye. And watch out for those milkshakes. So, um, thanks so much for listening. Oh, sorry. Yes. Oh, yeah. One more. Let me. It's been a while. <laughs> what are and we're done. And oh, that's and it. We, dro- okay. we like drop wait, wait. our mics. Mm. Let me try again. All right. <laughs>